an inside look at the restaurant industry and entrepreneurial insight to help you succeed. It's the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's up, guys? Welcome to our very first edition and episode of our podcast that we're launching for Albemarle Paper. And so we're calling it Paper Trails, episode one with Nick Kay. We're not in a fancy studio. We're in the paper mobile out doing sales. And so figured, uh, you know, we could chat for a little bit. And if you guys are watching this or if you guys are listening to this, you know, VR podcast, you know, we'll, uh, Paper Trails is going to be a, uh, a podcast about um, not only just the paper business, the restaurant business that obviously we're involved in, but, um, you know, just the journey of entrepreneurs and how people have started uh, from the beginning and made their way. And so it'd be a lot of fun. You know, I think it'll give you guys a lot more insight about our company, where we're going, what we're doing. And, um, you know, we'll obviously have some guests on the show, some other entrepreneurs, restaurateurs, um, a, lot, a lot of different backgrounds. And so we'll see where it goes, but this is episode one. And so just wanted to... Uh, just to say hey real quick i have my co-producer here next to me behind the camera he'll be kind of initiating some questions and we'll just have a conversation nothing is scripted nothing is planned we're just gonna have a good time so but uh but yeah maybe we can just start at the beginning i'd love to tell you guys a little bit more about how we started the company so um it was uh 2008 i had just graduated from catawba college it's a small division two school in salisbury where i live and grew up and so, um, you know, and back in 2008, as you guys may know, you know, the economy wasn't flourishing and booming. And so, um, you know, after, after school, after graduating in May, just ended up starting to work for my dad's restaurant. You know, we, I grew up in a, uh, entrepreneurial family, you know, my, my dad and his two brothers have worked in restaurants. And so I kind of grew up around that, um, that, uh, that lifestyle and, that uh, that work ethic and things of that sort, and so um, so I was just kind of working at the restaurant, making sure that bills were paid. And uh, my cousin John, um, he's four years younger than me. He was graduating high school, um, and um, you know he uh, he had gone uh, overseas to play some soccer, and he had just come back doing some rehab uh, from some injuries and things like that. And uh, my uh, my uncle Jimmy. Had, uh, he had the idea because uh, my parents owned a couple of warehouses in the Albemarle area already, and he had the idea of maybe it might be a good idea to um, to start a, a paper company, you know, and sell paper products to restaurants, you know, cups, napkins, to-go boxes, trash bags, aluminum products, anything like that, catering items, and um, I don't know. For, I, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Actually, I remember exactly where we were. It was Thanksgiving. Um, of 2008, I was six months removed out of out of college, and um, I think we were just at dinner and we had the conversation. I thought it was a great idea. Um, you know, he said, "Why don't you and my son, you know, start this business?" And I uh, I thought it was great. I thought I thought it was a fantastic idea. You know, we obviously knew restaurants. That was kind of something that we were familiar with, and so now we're just vertically aligning ourselves with something that we already knew and so we would just supply restaurants uh, plus we're Greek you know I don't know if you guys I'm sure you guys know if you don't know our 
her last name was Caligar Mitros, classic Greek name. Um, and so, uh, you know, every Greek and his brother has some restaurant or some affiliation to a restaurant or a catering company or food truck. And so I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was something that we could do. And, uh, and uh, I guess that's kind of the start of it, you know, pretty, you know, we, uh, we started out in a little 5,000 square foot warehouse that my dad and my two uncles own right next to one of our restaurants in Albemarle. They, uh, you know, it was essentially empty. They used it for storage, for some items and equipment from restaurants they'd opened and closed. And so we uh, we kind of used that as uh, our, our first little warehouse. We had a little bit of rent that we paid our, uh, our family. <clears throat> and um, we bought what little inventory they had in a little a little box truck and um, that was the beginning we went up we went to office depot I remember we picked up a, uh, a laptop a, uh, a QuickBooks wholesale edition because I think I mean we we were so green behind the ears it's insane we did, I didn't even know what industry or what what even type of software we should use there was a manufacturing and wholesale edition, and so I figured that I figured that was it. So, um, so a laptop, a QuickBooks. We bought a, we bought a printer, and um, we set up shop. We set up shop. I think first in um, my room, my room in my parents' house in Rockwell, and then uh, we quickly realized. Know, that we were kind of tight on space there so we moved to my cousin John's basement they had an extra room down there so we kind of set up shop and you know had found some, some old cabinets and found a desk that our parents had I mean we just we just it was it was really kind of you know uh, putting things together a little uh, hodgepodge of, of furniture and of you know a whiteboard and you know some basic things like that so but uh, yeah, that was kind of the start. That was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, now it's a lot of fun looking back. At the time, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hard work, and we really didn't know exactly what to do. I didn't know anything. You know, you know, today I, I run more of our sales division and make sure that you know our company grows. My cousin John does uh, mostly all operations, purchasing and, um, things there at the at the at the warehouse, the office. So I didn't know the first thing about sales. I didn't know anything about, you know, we didn't know anything about, you know, logistics, trucks, routes, deliveries, you know, uh, you know, banking, anything. But it just was, we were, we were a little green behind the ears, but, you know, it was a good learning experience for sure. So anyway, co-host, any questions you got for us? So early on, I guess, starting your business, what were... Like, how did you make that transition from basically into entrepreneurship? Like, what were, how did you switch over that mindset? Because obviously there's a different mindset being an entrepreneur. So what were some of the things that maybe helped you transition or what were some of the hiccups that you ran into? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, so, you know, um, I guess growing up in an entrepreneurial family, I guess I, I saw, um, how you know, I saw the, I saw the businesses took time. I, I knew nothing was gonna happen for a couple of years. I knew that it was gonna take a lot of work ethic to get off, to get the ball off the, you know, the, the ball rolling. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I now, you know, 
running the business now for 11 years, I realize that it's it's kind of like a boulder on flat ground with no momentum, no inertia, nothing. And you've got to get the ball rolling. You've got to push. You have to. It, it takes so much effort to get the ball rolling, especially in the beginning, um, because it, it was just us. It was just us two. We didn't have we didn't have money to hire employees. I mean, we did everything. We took the orders. We did the sales. We did the deliveries together. We went to the bank. I mean, it was just you know we kind of just were trying to figure it out. Um, but you know, I, I remember talking I think, to my dad one time, and you know, he just he just you know had told me I think. Just to make sure that we're patient, that it'll it'll take time, you know, um, you know things will develop through time and through uh, you know, years of, of work. And now looking back, it was right. I mean, it probably took us a good three, four, five years of some real efforts to really. I mean, we grew every year, um, but you know, you have to think a lot of that money was going back into the business. A lot of the money was going back into inventory. You know, whenever we're selling a uh, an order to a customer, and we're making fifty, seventy dollars um, on the order, a hundred bucks maybe. You know, that's going back into <coughs> excuse me the uh, the purchase of more products, so we could get the price down to create a little bit more margin. You know, to be able to sell it again, create a little more profit, and so um, you know that that definitely took you know some. You know, some transitioning. Obviously, we weren't making any money in the beginning. I mean, I remember, you know, we weren't making making anything. I remember us making, you know, barely anything, a few hundred dollars, 500 bucks a month, you know. And um, for us working at, at our parents' restaurant in the evenings, we were working all day with our paper company, trying to get that thing going, and then working in the evenings and the weekends at the restaurants to pay our bills. Um, you know, but I mean, that's like when I when I've looked at every entrepreneur's story, it was something similar. You know, in the, in the beginning, there was no, you know, there was a ton of money being made. You know, there was some some risk. There was some, uh, you know, out there there was some doubt. You really you really didn't know a hundred percent, but you know, you kind of had some, you had faith that all right, like this is gonna pan out. This is gonna work out. And I remember even a couple of years in, I remember a couple of years in, my dad, my uncle, they would just come and be like, all right, like, like is this, are you, is this gonna, is this gonna pan out? I mean, you know, you guys have been doing this for three years now, four years now, you know, what's happening? And, um, you know, John and I could feel the momentum building. We, we could feel us picking up some new customers and we could see some new routes developing. And we could, you know, every year we were learn, learning new and new things, more about the industry, more about you know uh, purchasing more I mean just a lot of stuff like that so it definitely took a mindset shift you know you had to change I had to change my perspective um, I had to, and I had to be patient I had to be patient you know it, it takes a lot of work ethic but I just knew that nothing was gonna happen in six months or 12 months or 18 months and so um, and so yeah that was that was kind of uh, you know that was kind of the you know the mindset, you know, some hiccups um, that we had trying to think, I mean, you know, I guess being green behind the ears, you know, and like not really running any traditional businesses we didn't know. I remember one time we made, um, we made some postcards um, and it was like, so it was like a flyer postcard. I, I forget where, where we got them done. I think maybe like a local, 
a local company there in Albemarle, and we put like you know paper, you know now open paper company. It, it was an introduction, and we were trying to uh, we were trying to promote ourselves to some of the local churches. And I remember I just went on Google and just typed in churches in Albemarle, <coughs> and I think I printed out a hundred of these. And I started writing. I went to Google and I just started writing these addresses for all these churches, um, not even knowing if these churches still existed, which is the which is the funny part. And I think we sent out a hundred of these little flyers to churches, and I think it cost us like maybe like a a dollar or a dollar fifty per per postcard per little you know promotional, um, and uh, and that's including the stamp I think and everything, but. Uh, I remember us getting like, I don't know, 30 or 40 of them back in the mail because the church, the address was wrong or the church didn't exist anymore. And I was just like, and like, this is a, this is a time that we didn't have that much, you know, money to be like, just, it, it was just, I mean, I'm looking back and I'm like, wow, like what, we, we probably could, we probably should have, probably should have had a little better move than that. So it was, uh. You know, it was it was an interesting time. So I remember, you know, all the all the desks, even all the desks that we currently have, you know, current like right now, like at, you know, all the my my cousin John's desk, my, my brother George's desk, a lot of our staff in the in the office, a lot of those desks we just found or got for free. I mean, we we literally you know kind of scrapped things together. You know, I remember our first, you know, I guess never working in a warehouse environment ever. Um, I did not realize how cold it got in the winter, but it is freezing. And um, our first little warehouse is a little 5,000 square foot warehouse, um, and it had nothing. It had no bathroom, it had no door, it had no window. It just had two bay doors on both sides. And, um, and yeah, so after that first winter, we were so cold. We had heaters under our feet. I remember we would have like thermal shirts that we would wear to work and we would like, you know, do emails and, you know, sales calls from our, you know, from our desk, from our office in the in the, in the warehouse. And we were like, all right, that's it. We got to save some money. We have to build an office because this is insane. And I remember us saving a couple thousand dollars and buying some, some, uh, you know, some and some you know various things and we had found some windows that my dad had at one of his old restaurants that they had sold and we used those windows and he had some extra plywood in there that we used I mean we literally you know we're, we're buying a fan from Lowe's for like $12 so we had a fan above us and so like it was just like the most makeshift it was hilarious but it was awesome we loved it I mean it, it, we, we got a little air conditioning heater uh, for it and uh, yeah, it was it was fun. What are some fun facts about Nick K? Fun facts about Nick K. All right, let's see. Um, I love to dance, so I I love to uh, you know I'm not I'm not a super shy person. You know I'm uh, I love to just get out there and have a good time. So that's an interesting fact. Do you have um, a specific dance you like? Um, no, I just, I just love to dance, man. I just love to, you know, 
shake what my mama gave me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, I think that was good. Uh, let me see. Favorite food? Let me see. Favorite food? All right, we are in the restaurant industry, restaurant business. Uh, favorite food? I don't. I don't know if I have a favorite favorite food. Let's. I like uh, burgers. I like Italian pastas. Um, pizza's good. Obviously, Greek food is good. Hala. Um, you know, mom, mom's Greek food is good. Um, I'm a little. I'm, you know, it's pretty interesting. I'm. I'm. Uh, I like different types of food, but I'm not very like. Um, curious. I mean, I'm. I'm pretty picky about my food too, right? So like, I'm not. You know, I'll eat the same thing, you know, a, a lot of times. I love chicken. I'll eat a lot of chicken. Um, so that's an interesting fact. Um, I love people. I, you know, that that's something cool. I mean, I guess I I love to help people. I love to, have, you know, any way I can invest in the people, help them out, encourage them. I, I, I love doing that. Um, giving you know little tidbits of advice which I think maybe is why this this podcast may work out well because it's just in my nature I, I I love to give back I love to help and so that's cool um let me see fun facts I think that's it for right now so we'll we'll save some more some more fun facts for the future episodes a lot of businesses they come and go every year um especially a lot of smaller like you know startup businesses stuff like that yeah what were some of the things that i mean what what makes your business because i mean you've been around for a while now like what differs you from a business that's long-term versus come and go business yeah i i think the the biggest thing that we did right was we definitely took care of the business i i see a business kind of like a little baby right like You've got to take care of it. You've got to feed it. You've got to make sure it's healthy. And, um, you know, and, and even in the earlier years, you know, year three, year four, year five, you know, we're starting to get some traction. We're starting to get 30, 50, 70, 100 customers. Like, you know, we're starting to, to pick up a little bit. Um, we never we never thought that it was like payday or time for us to cash in you know uh cash flow i mean when you talk to any business owner you know having proper cash flow and a and healthy cash flow is probably one of the most important things on the survival of a business you know and um you know i think us making sure that the business always got what it needed you know if the business needed uh and some investment it got it you know if it needed some some pallets pallet jack or you know um if we needed anything, an upgrade in software, if we needed, you know, um, anything of that sort. Um, I remember early on, we needed a, a, a van, a little, you know, E-150 Ford work van. <clears throat> and I remember us shopping around for that and saving up for that. I think it was maybe like $7,000 or something, whatever it was. Um, and so we always just kind of kept it reinvesting money back into the business, you know? I mean, uh, I've always heard you know, if you take care of the business, the business will take care of you. And so um, that's something that we did, you know, a lot of times in a lot of businesses. And, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, a lot of people, um, 
you know, especially in our industry, you know, start a restaurant or a food truck or a catering company. And I think sometimes they don't have the mindset of, hey, like, you know, let's keep investing back into the company. Um, and that's vital. That is that is super important. Um, you know, I mean, there's been, you know, even as of lately, the last couple of years, there's been times where, you know, John and I have taken a couple steps back as far as our salaries are concerned to make sure that the business remain healthy. And so even to this day, like this isn't like something that only happens in the beginning. Um, these are things, you know, but we know that it'll, it's best for the company in the future and down the road, it'll pay off. Like it's, it's, it's the right thing to do. So, you know, I think that's the difference between, I think people that, you know, have a long-term business, you know, they, you, you have to keep reinvesting back into the asset. You got to keep investing back into the company and, um, you know, it, it'll just produce a healthier and healthier business. And so, um, and then that gives you more leverage and more abilities to take care of the, the employees for bonuses, for raises. You know, several years ago, we got, you know, uh, health insurance. You know, we're offering health insurance for all of our staff. Um, you know, and so it just, just a lot of little things like that, you know, that you can start doing um, once know the business is healthy enough to do so and so i think that's maybe the biggest difference in just just in my opinion and what i've seen um, about having a long-term sustainable uh, profitable business what were some uh personal habits that you took uh, either early on or later on that kind of helped you to to really succeed yeah it's a great question you know so you know, I think uh, I think probably one of the most important things, and like maybe it's not a habit, but something that I, I've all, I always keep in mind, and you know, is is accountability. You know, um, we were just having this conversation, you know, before we uh, we we hopped in the podcast, but you know, when uh, you know, I think at, as as people, we would we're always gonna let ourselves down. You know, I, I think it's really easy. It's kind of like. You know, it's kind of like why you have a gym partner, right? Like, you know, you go to the gym with somebody because if somebody's expecting you to be there, you're going to show up, right? Like that, like it's the likelihood of you showing up is a lot higher if somebody's going to expect you to be there at eight o'clock in the morning or you know after work. Um, and so I think having the accountability of having my cousin depend on me to make sure that I go out there and perform because a lot of times it's, you know, once you've reached certain certain uh, pinnacles in business it's really easy to um, I don't know like it's really easy to kind of uh, get comfortable and you know not not grind as much and I think you know having that accountability that John and my brother and the staff is counting on us the sales division to continue to, to move forward um, I like that pressure. I think that pressure actually helps me. But um, so I think getting in the habit of staying consistent with seeing new customers, shaking hands, you know, always having my pipeline full, you know, when it comes to the sales side, to making sure that you know we're never getting stale, right? Like we're never we're never getting comfortable. We're always in a in a position of growth, um, you know. And so, because I mean, I've, you know, I think in my opinion. You know, sales is probably one of the most important things for a business. If you have sales, if you have new new sales, you know, um, 
you know, even if you lose a customer or two, or even if a business goes go, you know, goes out of business, you know, you can still progress and you can still grow. I think that's that's good. You know, I learned a long time ago from some really successful business owners and entrepreneurs um, that investing in myself was important. And so, you know, I uh, I read and, and invest in myself. I, I go to um, I go to different leadership events and conferences, and you know, I I, I want to continue to hone my skills and be a better leader of men. Um, so I think that's played a big role in. You know, just continuing to, to work on myself and being a better version of me. Um, you know, I think hand, handling our finances within the company in a way that, you know, if we need to, you know, purchase. You know, I mean, we've we've purchased several trucks. I think we have um, four big, I guess, like uh, box trucks. Um, and then we have a couple, uh, we have one smaller one, and then we have a couple of vans. And, um, you know, putting ourselves in a financial position that, you know, we could um, buy those and, and pay cash for them, you know, that um, that takes discipline, though, in, in the finance, you know, part of your business. And so I think staying disciplined and committed is a, um, is, uh, is something super important. So I think those are a couple of habits that I've really kind of pressed in on you know, um, delaying the good for the great, you know, I mean, that, that was another one, you know, instead of going out, you know, buying a lot of new stuff for myself personally, I knew I just, you know what, let me just delay right now to, to get the good things, you know, um, in, in the future. Cause like, I, I, you know, I knew they were, they were going to come. I had enough belief and confidence in my ability that I knew that with time that I would get mine. So, you know, I was just very patient though. But anyway, yeah. Last question, maybe. For you, you had your cousin. You had a. You had your. Um, your family was very much entrepreneur-minded, business-minded. Um, for somebody that may be wanting to get into business, but doesn't necessarily have a family or friends yeah. that are business-minded, how? Um, what are just some, I guess, tips or advice to kind of help them either? One, be accountable to their themselves, um, or help them, you know, run a business without that actual support system. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so, I'm thinking. I mean, listen, mo- most people don't have a business, but I know. I think a lot of people aspire to uh, sometimes start a business. Um, you know, probably one of the best things is I would. I think it's probably it's probably a great idea to find maybe a coach or a mentor or somebody that has a successful company and learn from them, right? I mean, another thing is associate and be around other people that own businesses. I mean, start catching their mindset. I mean, if that's something that you want to do or aspire to, um, you know, have somebody keep you accountable, you know, and, you know, somebody like that, somebody that you know will put the pressure on you to perform. And so um, I think uh, I think that'll be something uh that people should really think about, you know, is, is find a group of, you know, business owners that that can uh, teach and train them um, and give them the proper mindset and perspective. Um, and um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's probably the best thing. I think so. So anyway, episode one, paper trails, is uh, is wrapped. 
wrapped up. Thanks so much for watching and listening to us. And so, um, so if you guys want, you know, I don't know how we're going to do this, but keep listening, share it, subscribe it, however we do it. But, uh, you know, be on the lookout for episode two. So anyway, you guys have an awesome day. Thank you.